Good morning, Green Acres. Today is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. So this week we are spending all week focusing on the idea of living well in the wilderness. And specifically, we have and are going to look at some poems from the prophets, the Psalms, the New Testament, and even some hymns that we may or may not be familiar with in order to help us understand how others have responded to living well in the wilderness. So our goal is that you would learn from others and that we would all learn how to live well together. Yesterday, Dr. Rebecca Moore joined me. If you haven't listened to that, I would recommend listening to that one first, probably before today's. It'll help make today's a little bit, make sense a little bit more. But she helped us see that the wilderness as the setting in which a story takes place brings on new significance to that story. So authors communicate to us as readers, not just in the plot line of a story, but also in the setting. The setting means something in and of itself. And this is true even in the Bible's use of wilderness as a setting as well. Okay, so what, you may be asking yourself. Well, it's important for us to remember that the Bible speaks to us in the wilderness that we find ourselves in now and is even focused on helping us know how to live well when we find ourselves either in this wilderness or other wilderness experiences that you have been and will continue to be in throughout your life. So even if we're not facing something like this COVID-19 social distancing worldwide pandemic, the Bible would still be wanting to show us that we are a people traveling through the wilderness. So the Bible is rich with this idea of the wilderness as a place where we are, a place where we're traveling through and need to learn how to live well, but it's also a place where God reveals himself to mankind. In fact, at the very beginning, we're told that it's out of the wilderness that God created the garden and wanted to commune with mankind. We know Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, everything. But from there... Everything was wilderness and waste. And then in the middle of that wilderness, God planted a garden where he could be with man, where he revealed himself as the creator to mankind. But we know that the story doesn't end there because we, we're not in the garden. We're in the wilderness now. So what happened? Genesis 3, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed. They took the fruit they weren't supposed to take. We know this story. We're familiar with it. But basically, God banished them from the garden and then put them back into the wilderness or on the outside of the garden is kind of the idea. So that's where we get all this this curse where God uh, cursed the land and, and man was forced to work the land, that type of thing. Uh, there in Genesis 3. You can go back and look at it on your own. But from that point on, all of the major characters in the Old Testament have very intense wilderness experiences. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
uh, even Joseph, others have these intense wilderness experiences. But there's one in particular that is extremely important for us to know, and that's Moses. He was born an Israelite, grew up in the palace there, but then had to, to leave, it kind of escaped with his life from Egypt, and he becomes a shepherd. And it's at the wilderness of Sinai, there at the mountain there, where God reveals himself to Moses. God reveals himself to mankind again in the burning bush. And we know the story. We grew up hearing it. That's where uh, the angel of the Lord said, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. It's at this burning bush or the bush that's on fire, but it's not burning up, where God tells Moses he wants him to go back to Israel and declare that the prisoners have been set free where Israel had become captive, they become slaves to the Egyptians. God wanted Moses to go back there and say that they have been set free and then bring the Israelites to that mountain, to that wilderness in Sinai, where God would reveal himself to them again. If you've never looked at this, I encourage you to just read the chapter, Exodus uh, 3 through 15, you'll find most of this. And then chapter 20 through uh, 25, you'll see a lot more of this. But Israel, uh, they come out of Egypt. We know Moses went, uh, set my people free, that type of thing. Uh, So they travel through the Red Sea. They go through a lot of wilderness experiences, actually, in the book of Exodus. But they land eventually in the wilderness of Sinai, where again, Moses goes up that mountain. God reveals himself to them, gives them the Ten Commandments. And then through the tabernacle, through the commandments, through the Holy of Holies, through the Ark of the Covenant and the whole sacrificial system, God has revealed himself to Israel and again made a way for them to be in communion or fellowship with God, just like in the garden. But this time it happens in the wilderness. God has revealed himself in the wilderness. It's at this point at the end of Moses's life that he writes this this little poem. It's called the Song of Moses, just a few verses from it. This is Deuteronomy 32. It's supposed to be an encouragement to the Israelites before Moses dies, but it says this, for the people of Israel belong to the Lord. In a desert land, he found them in a barren and hollowing waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign God was with him. And you know, just like God has revealed himself to the Israelites in the wilderness, God continues to reveal himself to his people in the wilderness. So there you go. I don't know how intense of an experience this is for you. I don't know what intense experiences you have gone through in your past or what intense experiences you will be in one day in your future. But I do know that we have this great promise that God has not left us alone in the wilderness. In fact, God often leads us into the wilderness because it's there that he wants to reveal himself to us. That's the story. God reveals himself to us in the wilderness. From creation to Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Israel, all throughout the whole Bible. So as we continue through this wilderness, I encourage you to ask yourself, how is God revealing himself to you now? What does God want to teach you about who he is and about how you are, who you are in relation to him in this wilderness experience? Maybe something that God could not teach you at any other time, but now because of this, 
God is wanting to speak to you. So the invitation this morning is just to open up your heart, open up your mind, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through all the pain, all the struggles, all the hard things right now. I'll leave you with just two last verses from the book of Hosea. Um, There's a lot going on. All you need to know is that there's a woman depicted here by this word, her, and it's it's really a stand, it's a metaphor for the people of God. So Hosea chapter two, it says, therefore I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak directly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the days she came up out of Egypt. So let this be a passage, a song, a poem of hope for you, that the one who has led us into the wilderness and is revealing himself into the wilderness will one day bring us back into the garden where he will restore the vineyards. He is that door of hope for us.